0: the butter bear a podcast about percy jackson harry potter and much more i'm your host mira and this week i'll be doing a character object and setting analysis for chapters 19 through 22 of the lightning thief the first book in the percy jackson and olympians series Okay, so, um, this is the very last episode of season one, which is really exciting. And as I mentioned last episode, I will be, um, I I will be wrapping up season one by finishing, uh, The Lightning Thief, and I will be moving on to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for season two. Um, and we'll just basically be, um, like, switching, uh, season by season for that. So that's really exciting. Um, uh, but, anyways, so, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to um start right off the bat just because I have something in the end that I want to do that I started a bit on in a previous episode, but I did not like fully finish. So I will be covering that uh, at the very end of the episode. But yeah. So we're starting off with our character, which is Aries, and plus, um, for uh, these topics, I have a lot to say about two of them in particular, so I will have to, like, start quickly, but yeah, so Aries, so, um, Ares is, uh, is one of the 12 Olympians, uh, and he's the god of courage and war as well, um, sorry, okay, he's the god of courage and war, uh, but yeah, so, um, his whole deal, okay, his, okay so his whole deal is that there's he has like two two sides to him he embodies physical valor and like that like the sort of success and glorification of like winning the war and like you know all that uh and but he also personifies brutality and bloodlust and that sort of thing but yeah so um his i have a lot to say about him i i I I was thinking about this when I was like planning out this episode. Aries is Harry Green from Heartstopper. Aries is Harry Green. They're both the same person. They're both they they're both just they're both spoiled brats. What they they were given too much um they were given too much power, and as a result, they've become this. Uh, Aries, Aries was just Aries. is... you could literally just compare him to like a kid on My Sweet Sixteen. Literally, that's him. he's one of those kids because he he was just given too much power and this is what happened and he is a greek god he's an ancient deity and that's really important but also in the percy jackson books and in greek mythology he is well like in some sense he is supposed to be taken seriously because he has power he does not have that responsibility that comes with the power he with great with, with great power comes great responsibility he does not have that, pretty sure none of the gods have that, but, like, he does not have that, the, and it's blatantly obvious, because, and he also, he's, and, like, oh god, so, and there's also a lot more, um, examples of him just being a child, and not being able to express that, that, basically, express the proof that he deserves this title, uh, in the Percy Jackson books, he he gets one cut to the foot and he's done. He's he's just done. Like and he quits. He he just he he leaves the fight cuz he can't handle the consequences that and he can't handle idea, the idea that maybe just maybe he could lose. And so he leaves and he refuses to face the consequences. Like Percy says, he's all bark and no bite. He's he, he just does not have what it takes, basically, uh, and this is a huge contrast to his half-sister, Athena, who embodies another part of, um, war, which is, uh, military strategy, strategy, and generalship, so, um, and there, and I feel like it's very important to, um, understand why Athena gets military strategy, um, even though Ares is a god of war, and it's not because Athena is supposed to be the goddess of wisdom, so she's like, oh, she's smart and stuff. No, it's because it's, and while that, like, it has something to do with that, Athena shows a lot more responsibility and a lot more proof that she deserves that title, and she, um, and she just deserves that role. Because, let's, because, uh, let's be honest, Ares would not be able to handle that. He, he's specifically portrayed as somebody who only cares about blood he only cares about bloodshed that's all he cares about he he doesn't he doesn't know how to win a war he doesn't he doesn't like pay attention to that to the military strategy that goes into it he does not pay attention to that he all he wants is bloodshed he's that's it so, which is why also, I mean, I don't know if he's really portrayed, portrayed as a general. I've never really seen, I, I've never, I feel like he is portrayed as a general in some sense, but I don't see him as a general. And in Percy Jackson's well, they don't portray him as a general either, but I think they do in some Greek myths. But, but like in modern media, he is not portrayed as a general because he isn't. He's just. He's just a soldier who wants blood. That's it. Nothing else. So, yeah. Uh, And he's... Basically, what I'm saying, he's a child and he needs to get his act together. Or or else... Because, like, he's a god. He's one of the 12 Olympians. you'd You'd think they would all, like, have their act together and be, you know... They be smart about their decisions none of them are though none of them are not even athena she's the goddess of wisdom literally i'm not gonna go into athena right now i'm not gonna oh god i could i could rant about the gods and their and their personalities and how they act um and how just wildly inappropriate that is considering their titles but i will not maybe i will and like you know separate episodes, but, yeah. Anyways, I feel like it's safe to move on to, um, the next, uh, one, the set- the setting, uh, so I decided to, do, um, a a part two of the underworld, because I covered the rivers in the last epi- in the last, um, character, object, and setting analysis, but I did not cover the actual region, so I will be covering those now, uh, and I will be ranting about Elysium, because, uh, god, okay um, that place is just something. So, okay, there are three different regions of the underworld, uh, Tartarus, the, um, Fields of Ashphodel, also known as the Asphodel Meadows, and Elysium, or the Isles of the Blessed. Um, in Percy Jackson, there are, the, the, it's said that there are four regions, with a new one being added called, um, the, uh, Fields of Punishment, which is supposed to be for, um, it's supposed to be for basically it's supposed to be for humans. It's for humans who have been evil and who have done bad things. So, um when in reality not reality, it's it's Greek mythology, but like in Greek mythology, um it um got that Okay, not saying the Greek mythology is in reality cuz some people believe in it, some people there's still a still classified as a, like a religion and God. Okay. Anyways, so it um it uh, it's sort of where humans go, and except in Greek mythology, um, uh, everyone evil goes into Tartarus. Everyone who's done something bad, they go into Tartarus. Well, not everybody can know. I guess Minecraft, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tartarus, not- the underworld needs to have a better judgment- judgment system. Like, um, one of the- like, it's all dead old men- who are part of that council who judge people. So I don't really know if they should like, you know, be the ones judging since they like they, they're not they they're, they're old, they're they're old men who are who are glorified in history, but in reality probably aren't that great. <laughs> Columbus. Um but uh they i I just feel like the whole underworld that whole thing needs to get remodified because um we don't know like could somebody go to um to charge us for uh for for uh stealing for stealing candy bar from a from like a gas station could somebody but they did like multiple times could somebody go to charges for that like, there needs to be set, like, there needs to be a set definition of who goes to Tartarus and who does not, and there needs to be, and, like, the Field of Punishment was a smart idea on Rick's part, just because, you know, like, yeah. Also, what about monsters who are good? They would still technically go to, go to Tartarus, so what would you do about that? That's, that, those. that's what I'm asking, but anyways, um, that, that's, uh, Tartarus, and then, um, the fields of asphodel are just for everybody who's basic, it's all the basic people, the basic. They were basic. They were bland. They had. They gave nothing. They gave absolutely nothing. So they went there, and then you have Elysium, the out of the Blessed. God. Okay. Um. So, uh, Elysium is supposed to be the place where um the good people go. The good people with heavy air quotes because the only people we see in Elysium throughout the series is war heroes, those are the only people we see, which, um, which I know other people have talked about this, and I'm gonna bring it up again, um, which presents the idea, uh, and the assumption that the underworld is based on, um, its militaristic ideas, because, um, like, we see no, we only see war heroes, like, could you be, like, the okay, when I say hero, I, like, I'm not just talking about, um, when, when I say hero, a hero is not just a war hero. A hero is somebody who, a hero is somebody who, um, a person who is admired or idealized for their courage, outstanding achievements, or noble, or noble, noble, uh, noble qualities. Not, they did not, they they were not in war. And also, on top of that, all Elysium seems to like it's d- all people care about when they're going to Elysium is did you die, a, a hero, a war hero? Um, because like let's take Luke for example. He was not good. He was he was evil. He was a he was a horrible person. He tried to destroy humanity. But um, he was he would. He, he would literally be classified as, like, a war criminal. But he sacrificed himself for the greater good in the very end. So he died a hero. So he gets to go to Elysium. I... Mm, this is... Oh, God. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that's that's what makes me believe that, um, The Underworld is based on militaristic ideals because we don't see, we don't, we don't see actual, like, people, regular people, not, not war heroes, we just regular people in Elysium, we don't see them, um, but yeah, that's one thing I really want to see in the TV show, is maybe, like, normal people, people who were not, um, like, who weren't, like, demigods, who, like, died in battle, I, they, who were just, um, um, who just regular people, who just did outstanding achievements, like, I want to see, freaking, I don't, I want to see, like, I, I want to see Albert Einstein in (laughs) Elysium. I want to see that dude With his hair. It's amazing hair. And Elysium. We don't even have to see him there. We just have to see his hair. That's it. Just, like, it's cut to a shot of Elysium. And you just see, like, it's, but it's, like, only the top. So, like, it's, like, the aisles of the, like, okay. They quickly, like, go through the, like, the people who are there on the main Elysium. And then, uh, then, like, over... And then over to the Isles of the Blessed. But then you only see the tops of the people's heads. And you just see the hair. And that's how you know Albert Einstein was there. And he made it into Elysium. God, why didn't I pick Albert Einstein, of all people? I don't know. Because um, he was he was smart. He, he did. He was cool. And he was smart. And he did stuff. Um, but yeah. So sometimes it's stuff that comes out of my mouth I don't know um but yeah uh that's pretty much all for this I I actually had a lot prepared but I decided to cut it down because I would have run out of time and it would have been a lot this would have been like a one hour long episode but yeah moving on to the very last thing the object Zeus's lightning bolt or thunderbolt or whatever uh but yeah So, uh, this, the, okay, so the thunderbolt, or lightning bolt, I'm gonna call it a lightning bolt, it's, it goes by both, but yeah, so, um, lightning bolt is Zeus's, like, main, like, signature weapon, and it's, like, his, like, symbol of power, or whatever, um, and it can summon lightning, and thunder, and, you know, whatever, yeah, and it's said to be the, the most powerful, um, weapon on earth, and in the heavens, and blah, 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 yeah, Um, and it was created by the Cyclopes and the, (sighs) God, the Hecaton, Mm -mm, okay, the Hundred-Handed Ones. It was created by the Cyclopes and the Hundred-Handed Ones in Tartarus, um, during the, uh, Titanomachy, is it the Titanomachy? I I think it's a Titanomachy. Titanobaki, It's a Titanobuki. Yeah, during the Titanobaki so that, uh, along with Poseidon's Trident and Hades' helm of Darkness, so that they could all defeat Kronos and the Titans. Uh, yeah. That- that's it. That's- (laughs) that's really it. Uh, it was powerful, did stuff, it's cool. Um, but also, I just wanna- I'm- okay. In this um, list, it says, okay, powers and abil- abilities. It says, the bolt itself is charged with electricity and could have the power to, o- and could have the power to, o- and could have power over the skies and storms. And it has bullet. It has a bullet list of the powers and abilities. And it says, divine energy weapon, indestructible item, divine magic, unparalleled a- electrokinesis, unparalleled atmokinesis, highly advanced smiting, and divine slaying. I mean good, good good for good for Zeus. Good for Zeus. He's out here divines like. Okay. But yeah. Um I guess that's pretty much all for the actual um topics. Uh cool. (laughs) Um but now we move on to something that has no relevance to this episode. And I've just barely, like, been able to, the only reason I've been able to talk about this is because I've just integrated, like, this, um, a topic that is, like, the topic of this podcast into it for some reason. Um, that's the only reason I'm able to talk about this. But, yeah, in a previous episode, I mentioned, um, Percy Jackson characters, the Taylor Swift songs, but I never really finished that list. So we're doing that. Um, we're doing that now. So, I finished the list with um, Maya's help, and here it is. So, okay, so for Percy, I, I already mentioned August, but um, I don't know why. I just feel like it embodies him for some reason. I also, I just want to mention, I excluded all relationship songs. That means any songs that define, like, Persibath, um, or, like, Jyper, unfortunately. I don't. Unfortunately. I say unfortunately because I... Jaiper is it's something, it's something very interesting, but, uh, and, like, I I excluded all relationship songs, so, um, those, because I don't want to really, those don't really count as, like, this person, um, they count as a relationship, so I don't count them, uh, but, yeah, so, Percy, I put down August, um, Message in a Bottle, and, um, because, because it's Message in a Bottle, the Ocean, Poseidon, yeah um and Mr. Perfectly Fine I have no reasoning for Mr. Perfectly Fine I just heard somebody mention it once like not like to villainize Percy but just mentioned it for like no complete reason and I could never get that out of my head and like not as in Percy as in like in Taylor as Taylor I mean Percy as in in him as Mr. Perfectly Fine and Annabeth as Taylor Which I've never been the same, and uh, I included it because I just feel like I want want all of y'all to just... If you haven't listened to Mr. Perfectly Fine, go listen to it. Or even just look at the lyrics. Google the lyrics and look at them. And just sit with that thought. Sit with that thought in your head. I'm not villainizing Percy. I'm just saying. Percy is Mr. Perfectly Fine. Moving on to Annabeth, uh, so I did, uh, call you, call it what you want, for the single line that was, um, I want to wear his initials on a chain on my neck, not because he owns me, but because he really knows me, yeah, um, also for the line, I, I, I brought a knife to a gunfight, wait, I need to check something, I need to check something, I'm sorry, I, I just, I really, if I, I hope... Okay. I was scared for a second. I was really, really scared that I had, like, mixed it up with, like, a different song from Reputation. I did not. And I feel bad that I ever doubted myself um, in my knowledge of Taylor Swift. But, yeah. Um, I brought a knife to a gunfight. Because, let's be honest, if, if, Anna, if, they, if Rick had given Annabeth a sword... Or even a gun, the book series would have been much, mu- mu- the book series would have been much shorter. The only reason Rick didn't give Annabeth an actual like good weapon is because she would have she would have like taken a spotlight off, spotlight off of Percy. Like everybody would have been done the second Annabeth got like an actual useful weapon. Let's be honest, like that dagger is doing nothing, like doing absolutely nothing. But yeah. Moving on, uh, to Rachel, uh, oh, wait, sorry, I completely forgot, I put two songs for Annabeth, I put, call it what you want, and the man, because Annabeth is the man, she's the man, but yeah, so moving on, Rachel, uh, so, Rachel, I put better than revenge, I mentioned this, um, in the previous episode, and I still stand by it, why is Annabeth not better than revenge? Because I said so, because, because I said so, and it's my list, so, yeah, Rachel is better than revenge because I said so because I think that she would be, and I do not tolerate the vil- the villainization of Rachel or Annabeth. I think they're both good people who are petty. That's all. So yeah. Thank you. Anyways, moving on. Uh, here's the first of um like two relevant characters that I included just because I wanted to, Medea, who's introduced in Heroes of Olympus, um, but Medea is, uh, Madwoman. I am convinced, I am convinced that Taylor literally, I know that, like, woman is, like, I guess, I guess it's, like, I feel like, I don't know if this, like, fact, but I'm pretty sure, like, Woman is, like, the sort of, like, sequel to a, The Last Great American Dynasty. I'm pretty sure. Like, wait, is Mad Woman um, is Mad Woman from, like, fo- from Folklore or Evermore, I love this song, yeah, it's from Folklore, okay, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, like, the, I'm pretty sure it's, like, the second, I'm pretty sure it's, like, the sequel to, like, The Last Great American Dynasty, it might not be, but I just feel like they're both very similar, I think they're both about Rebecca, I think they're both, I, I think they're both about the, like, about Rebecca, but, um, uh, I'm, but I'm still convinced that Taylor took one look at Medea's like story and was like, I'm gonna turn this into a song. And she created Mad Woman. Like, there is not a single part of that, like, there's not a single part of that song that, like, it does not resonate with Medea. I, okay, yeah. Moving on to Piper. Um, so the first song I have is Tisty. God, oh, God, I don't, I regret adding the song because I'm just going to have to say the title. But it's Tis the Seasons. That's not the name of the song. If you want to find it, it's Tis the Season, but just put Tis the Season by Taylor Swift. And, yeah, because I can't say the actual song title. But, yeah, so, um, that song, I don't have any reasoning. I just feel like it's her... And also Gorgeous. And it, because it's her describing um, Jason. And I like to think that literally everybody else, like, everybody else will, like... So, if you have Piper, who's, like, looking at Jason and thinking of Gorgeous, and you have literally everybody else looking at him and just thinking, why? And plus, we all know that Piper can't, can't ever just think about herself for once and she always has to dedicate entire chapter to another character like Jason and she only has to talk about a character for that entire chapter and not herself and she instantly gives character develop gives character development to other characters more more to those characters than to herself like this is a this this is a Piper chapter not a Jason chapter and this is also not a not a chapter about you comparing your relationship with Jason to Persebat because they're not the same and they're just, oh my god. I, I have problems with Piper. I have a lot of problems with Piper. Yes, there will be Piper Slander when I go over Heroes of Olympus. Am I sorry? No. There will be Piper Slander. There will be Jason Slander. They will, there will be a lot. Um, and, There will also be, um, Freysel's slander as well, because I do not like them. And I won't go over that in this episode, because I, this is, it's already 25 minutes. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah. Moving on, uh, Calypso, another irrelevant character. Well, she's not irrelevant, but, like, she's irrelevant to, like, what part of the story we're on right now. Calypso, the archer. Um, and I just, I feel like the archer, when I, when I first listened to the archer, I immediately was just like, oh my god, this is Calypso. Like, I just, I, for some reason, that's the first thing I had to my run and listened to the archer. Specifically the line that was screaming, who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay. That line, um, also for some, when I just read that line out loud, I, I realized, um, it's, it's, it gives, like, hoax vibes, like, hoax from, oh, so, God. Did I forget what album hoax is from? I swear, I, God. It's from Folklore. I, <laughs> I get Folklore and Evermore epim- mixed up a lot. Uh, I feel very bad, but, like, I do. Um, they're sister albums, though, so, you know. Um, Okay, but, yeah, so I just feel like it resonates with her a lot. Uh, moving on, Luke, false god, because Kronos is a false god, and you need to calm down, because Luke needs to calm down. He does. Nico um, is haunted, because he's haunted, he's depressed, he needs therapy. Jason, Superman, because he's basic, and he's been described as Superman, one of the most basic superheroes. Yes, I said it to be honest, most of the DC superheroes are basic. I, I'm, I'm a Marvel fan. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So Superman, cause yeah. And Hazel, Hazel is beautiful ghosts. And before anybody says anything, I'm not a cats fan. I'm actually a cats, anti I do not like cats and th- I I love musical theater I absolutely love it but I'm not a cats fan like I when I saw Taylor was like going to be in the cats movie I was like girl I mean you do you and then I found out James Corden was going to be in it and I was like okay okay I was like I I wasn't really that, I wasn't really super, like, introduced to cats yet, so I was like, I mean, I've heard a lot of bad stuff about it, but I mean, like, if Taylor pulls it off, it's fine, and then I found out James Corden was, and I was like, oh, yeah, Taylor, but, hmm, yeah, she was, I, I had very conflicting emotions with that announcement, uh, not with, well, not with the James Corden announcement, actually, I had very, my feelings were very um decisive and they were not positive because it's James Corden uh but yeah so Beautiful Ghosts but it's okay it's the only song that I like from Cats it is the only song because Taylor sings it and I just like the I just like the vibe of it I think it's a very like I, I, I just like the vibe of the song but anyways uh, also, Drops of Jupiter. I know it's not by Taylor, I know it's a cover, but I still feel like it resonates with Hazel. Also, moving on to Reyna, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, The Last Great American Dynasty, and It's Nice to Have a Friend. Will I be providing context for that? No. Moving on, Leo is Picture to Burn, Sparks Fly, and Mean. No context either. Moving on, Frank is Sparks Fly. Why? Because I feel mean. Um, and, yeah, that, and also, I put down Camp Halfblood as Only the Young. Just because I wanted to. Because it's only the young. Only the young. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it for, uh, that's all for this week. Come back next Monday where I start the new season. Um, and I start with chapters one through three of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and thanks for listening. Bye. you so much for listening to prophecies and butterbeer prophecies and butterbeer is produced by howler studios and mira our producer and sound engineer is chris hartman and our host is mira fox for more information about this podcast head to our website howlerstudios.org